maybe the most surprising move here of the week is Netflix pushing back to the all-time high after being range-bound for a year and a half. It's on the move. Is there news behind it? I don't know. I heard Seinfeld's coming to Netflix. Maybe that's got something to do with it. Let's bring in our guests on the panel today. Dan Rayburn, Principal Analyst at Frost and Sullivan, and Mr. Charles Moon, Senior Market Strategist of Equities at Prosper Trading Academy. Dan, get us started here. Well, what did I miss? Netflix going back to the highs? I, mean, I don't think a lot of people had that in their playbook in this kind of post-COVID world we're slowly entering into. Yeah, good to see you again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's interesting to see what they've been moving over the last couple of days. I, I don't think that's just because of Seinfeld. So it was announced today that Seinfeld's officially coming October 1st. It's going to be all 180 episodes, which is the first time they've all been on one streaming platform. They're coming off of Hulu after a six-year deal. So I don't think it's just that. I, I think really what investors are looking at is Netflix is looking to continue about a target 20% operating margin for the full year versus 18% in 2020. So um, I, I think the numbers are getting better and also Q2 tends to be a bit slow for, for Netflix just with subs in general. There's a lot of new content coming out in Q3 and Q4. I think investors are looking at content. Content is king. Mm. So uh, Netflix up three and a half percent on a show about nothing. And guess what? If there's one thing I can get behind moving a stock 3%, it's Seinfeld. Charlie, I'm as big of a fan as there is out there, okay? However, still, what does that mean for a stock that for so long has been in this range? Isn't there something about, like, the longer the base, the bigger the breakout? I mean, what happens if Netflix does start closing at highs, Charlie? Is this thing just going to go to the proverbial moon? Yeah, you know, it's almost as a case that traders are using this as a breakout play. That 565 level has been a high suppression level where there's been a lot of resistance. They did make that momentary jump to the all-time highs at 593, but, you know, if you just actually look at the price performance since they've gotten above 565 here over the last couple of days, it's been extremely bullish. It's been a high-level risk-on name. And, you know, there's been a lot of accumulation over time around that $500 price, most notably recently around 505, 507. And so seeing that prevention of Netflix moving lower in terms of content creators and seeing Netflix really start bubbling up, they've been charging up up until that 565 level. And when they really just blasted through, it looked like sellers that were really just trying to play the fade, so to speak, were just getting blown out the water. And just people are just piling on at this moment right now, including today. Okay, five-year deal for Seinfeld and for Hulu. On the flip side, I mean, Dan, do they take a hit uh, losing this? Uh, how does that uh, factor into what is kind of now this tertiary, uh, where does Hulu, like, fit in? I mean, I can't believe we're still talking about Hulu to some degree. I've never been a big yeah. Hulu fan, though, i got to be honest. I think it's a great question. I think you have to split out Hulu's business into two things, the on-demand and the live. Frankly, I think Disney gets out of the Hulu plus live TV business altogether. They're losing subs year over year. It's too expensive. The content licensing costs are too high. And if you think about Disney's model moving forward, they want to grow every service they have internationally. They just recently announced that they're moving all the hot star content in the US to Hulu and ESPN. We know what they're doing internationally as well. And Investors care about those numbers. Their direct-to-consumer operating losses decreased in Q2 um, from 6, uh, 0.6 billion to you know 0.3 billion. So they're making a huge amount of progress there, even though they're probably going to register an operating loss of about 500 million dollars this year. But that's less than than half, more than half of, of last year. So 
I think Hulu is an interesting one to watch over the next year or two, but I think they get out of the live business altogether. Hmm. If they do that, Charlie, do you think that makes it a leaner, meaner company for Disney? Where do you think is the juicier trade at this point, Disney or Netflix? Uh, truth be told, you know, I'm expecting a lot of suppression in Netflix. I love the value in Disney. You know, the most surprising aspect is really the, the growth in ESPN+. Plus. That's been a big dog for them. Ever since the purchase of ESPN, that's been their biggest weight. And obviously, Disney Plus has been, you know, accelerating in terms of year-over-year growth. You know, the Marvel timeline is now starting to get into the thick of things in terms of movie releases. There's been a lot of hype about this most recent one, especially from the Asian community coming out. And for me, if the sub increase in terms of the growth story still is in play for Disney Plus, and then ESPN uh, Plus subscriptions are continuing to rise, I absolutely love Disney's value in the long term. Uh, in the near term, I expect a little bit of suppression around this 190 price. I believe if they find price discovery above 190, we could start seeing it really bubble up here. Maybe not to the same degree of Netflix where it's a straight lineup, but for me, I'm pretty bullish on Disney overall. And Dan, which do you think here in the space? Because we still also have you know Amazon on the streaming side too, but we don't really ever qualify that as like a streaming stock given uh, how much drives the revenue there. But uh, is there a clear fundamental preference or is this pie just going to keep getting bigger and you don't have to choose, Dan? Well, you do have to choose as a consumer. You can't get everything in one yeah. place aggregated. The pie well, is you pay up. bigger you got. You are going to have to pay. The prices are going up. We've been saying this for years that, um, you know, streaming is just the new pay TV bundle. If you think this is going to be cheap to get great quality content, that's not the reality of it. But yeah. at some point, and I think we're there now, we just have too many services in the market. Okay, so too many. But right now, I think maybe that's uh, showing up, right? If there's there's too many for us as consumers, I don't know, maybe there's too few in the market, though, because they're all ramping up. Charlie, you buying calls on Disney? How far out? Like, give us an idea of how to execute a trade if you want to get long Disney. So truth be told, Disney, uh, in terms of a pullback entry, I really love it around this 180 price, but I don't think they're going to come back anytime soon. I think they're going to get to 190 overall before they get to that 180 price. Mm. So if I was to be looking, it's, it's actually short term, probably buying out that monthly at the money right now, looking for that 190 strike. If it's, if it's achievable in the very near term, obviously you're gonna be going and taking risk off. But if you're gonna be looking further out, 2021, 22, I'm sorry, 2022 is gonna be a very critical year. Disney has a ton of releases coming out in the spring, in the summer for their Marvel, Marvel series. Obviously that's gonna be extremely important. This year was actually really good for them in terms of uh, awards. You know, Soul was one of the biggest winners in terms of a lot of hype, a lot of demand. That was a big money maker on the movie side from content creation. I really, really, really love the opportunity in Disney okay. on the breakout play to all time highs, but that's gonna be a critical aspect because yeah. that's where Disney has found the most suppression between this 190, 190 to like 193 price range. Okay. So I feel like if they can leap that price, they're gonna start leapfrogging to that 200, 200 plus range. All easily. right, so looking at more like an at the money trade right now and waiting for that big push. Okay, Charles Boone, AKA Charlie, thank you. And Dan Rayburn, really like the fundamental analysis as well, guys, good conversation. Dan Rayburn joining us from Frost and Sullivan and Charlie from Prosper Trading.